Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I am your host, Adam, and I am joined again by mass singer, aficionado, and your favorite co-host, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Mr. Boucher, how are you? Not a mass singer aficionado. Not this week, no. no episode last week. Stupid World Series. Uh, Yeah. Frig off baseball, even though the series has been really, really good. Oh, my uh, God. The game uh, uh, four was unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, that, that, just the, the way it ended, it reminded yeah. me of like the Wildcats power play. You know, it was just. We'll get into uh, a little bit uh, a little bit later for show. Faux show. Uh, Halloween this Saturday. You big Halloween guy? Uh, it's not my favorite. It's actually not even holiday uh, activity. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Uh, it's it's nice that it's on a Saturday. It's not on a weeknight. So the parents can, you know, trick or treat and drink at the same time when they're, you know, with their kids. Just yeah. bring a chaser. Walking, and, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's my plan. I plan on uh, having some beer and walking up and down the street. Obviously, not going to go to very many houses because so uh, just a regular Saturday night walking up and down reg- the street with right. a beer in your hand. That's right, like you're in the strip in Las Vegas, and, <laughs> you know. Except you're on Oak Ridge Avenue yeah. in, the, in the North End, just uh, you know, just drinking and, and trick or treating, and uh, hoping that the the little one comes home with some some jackpot, some crispy crunch. Those are my go tos. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, mine's Reese. Reese, yeah, yeah, not bad. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping the... Uh, the world's worst candy for me is uh, candy corn. Okay. And then the world's worst chocolate bar is chocolate-covered styrofoam known as crunchy. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hot garbage. Yeah. Hot garbage. Yeah. I think we had this debate one of our first shows ever. I believe what so, What was our yeah. favorite Halloween candy? And I said I said something like, great, stupid, lame. Yeah. And you guys were like, What? Rockets. I don't like rockets. Oh, I love rockets. Yes, I'm. Oh, that. I love rockets. I hate rockets. Yeah, oh, they're just po- they're just pointless. Which, coincidentally enough, are called Smarties down in the states because they don't actually have Smarties. Interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's my plan. Bring us some beer. Walk with the little one. What's she going as? Uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Nice. So her costume arrived today. On, so are you going uh, as the Beast or? Of course, I'm always the Beast. <laughs> I'll probably like walk with like you know no shirt on and. So the chest hair is all exposed. So sexy beast is the what sexy you're beast. Yeah, and I have the might be a little chilly. The, the beard and maybe I'll get yeah. a wig so it looks like the <laughs> beast. But uh, I'm ready to go. It's gonna be fun. Nice, uh, nice Saturday night, and hopefully none of these houses actually go ahead with what the city of Moncton suggested: stickers and pencils and uh, some other ridiculous really food. Instead of handing out treats, they're gonna hand out stickers and pe- I don't think so. Were you a big Were you a big Halloween guy growing up? Did you dress up and? Because uh, uh, I did not. I can't stand the day. I don't like scary movies. I don't like haunted houses. I don't like anything about this day. Um, I participated. It's just, it's not, yeah. Right. Uh, but you know, we'd we'd stick. Uh, growing up in Irish Town, like uh, the everyone was pretty. Uh, uh, you know, um, lucky not lucky, but uh, generous with their with their candy. So we always got at least two pillowcases full. Nice and a good uh, on on a good night. So. Uh, Irish Town's a place to be, uh, especially uh, you know 
Valley Ranch Road, Cape Breton Road. That's that's where you really got to hit because they're uh, you know you get your your pops and your full size candy bars and it's uh, it's a good spot. That's what I always had, girl. Small town Hannah. You knew the three or four houses that had the pops or the full size chocolate bars. If I did go, I was generally going in my hockey equipment on the way to uh, practice. So you just get half dressed, throw on your bag, and be like, "Yeah, trick or treat! I'm a I'm a hockey player." But um, I did do it a little bit more, obviously, as you become a parent um, and do all that stuff. So it's never it's never been my uh, my favorite thing. But you know, at least we have it this year. So let's uh, let's be safe with it. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, and now on the website, WildcastPodcast.wix site. Uh, let's get at it. It's time for the segment that, uh, well, everybody's uh, quite enjoying. So you know the saying, to reinvent the wheel? Yep. Well, Slovenia invented the wheel. Sort of. Sort of. The Ljubljana Marsh's wheel, I think it's the name of a city or town, yeah. is the oldest wheel ever found. The radiocarbon dating puts its age at 5,150 years. Huh. Now, moving on to Russia. Now, for all the people who are on the Twitter, they might have seen that Max Barbashev was in Miami. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, I thought Instagram, was... Instagram, I think. Instagram, Instagram, whatever it was. Yeah. I thought was, okay, maybe this is a good sign, but we haven't seen anything from him since. But if you're a single man, Russia's the place to be. <laughs> Why, you may ask, because there's approximately 10 million more women in Russia than there are men. The imbalance was initially believed to be the result of so many dying men during the Second World War. Oh, okay. All right, all right. There you have it, folks. More interesting facts from Slovenia and Russia. Join us again next week where I try to find more interesting <laughs> facts about Slovenia and Russia. It's pretty uh, It's pretty impressive how many facts you're able to, to come up with. Uh, it's it's a lot of research, folks, and we, we never take it for granted. But uh, let's get some news and notes around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. All right, the big news, obviously, uh, Quebec government's extending the red zone until November 23rd, which means Blainville, Drummondville, Gatineau, Shawinigan, Victoriaville, and Quebec are the six teams still delayed. Uh, Drummondville had eight cases as of last Thursday. Well, they had one on Thursday. They're now up to eight. I'm not sure what Blainville's at. We'll probably not really find out what Blainville's at. Um, We're going to have some hockey, though, in Quebec. Fans are going to get to... Watch their team on, on TVA Sports, I believe, or wow, somewhere over there. Um, as Valdora takes on Renaranda in a home-and-home. Home. I'm not sure if Pelche will be in net for one of those. <laughs> and uh, the Oceanic and the Jakar. I believe the Oceanic goes to Baycomo for both games on the weekend. But um, it's they're trying. They are trying. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, one step forward. It's not two steps forward. But here we are, you know, it's... Uh, it's good to have some teams back on the ice. Uh, Johnville, don't know what you're doing over there, but, uh, you know, all of a sudden eight cases out of nowhere. And uh, it's, I don't hope they figure it out. I, yeah. I just, you know, we're already at the end of, of, of October right now. And 
you know, you got to think. So think, think about it this way. You're in the red zone and hopefully, what was it? November 28th or the 23rd? 23rd. 23rd. So you, you're, it's November 23rd. You're then less than one month away from the Christmas period and you got to decide what are we going to do? Yep. When you've only got what? Six, six games? Six games played? That's Provi- a tough situation. Provided you get out of that situation. Yeah. And you gotta look at a team like like Blaineville, which I think has a chance to contend this year. Man. Drummondville. Uh, Drummondville? Like Shawinigan? Yeah. Those are the, of those teams, those are probably the three that would look to continue. Gatno's like, like, we're cool. Just we'll take a year we're off. Like, we're good. This it's it's Quebec is next year. Like you gotta think. Like it's these teams are not gonna want to do anything, or if they do, not a lot. Like yeah. not, I mean, because it puts teams like Moncton, who's got some assets to move. Yeah, Halifax, who's got a few. Um, it limits who you can actually trade with, yeah. especially with the quarantine thing. Yeah, I, I don't. You're not going to see very many trades between maritime teams, and Quebec teams. Uh, I mean, it fits perfectly because, like, if you look at it this way, I mean, Halifax could move Justin Barron to St. John. Uh, Moncton could move Spence to Charlottetown. I mean, you don't have to quarantine in those cases. Yep. So, uh, but man, it's like it, it's it's every week. It seems to be more. The situation seems more difficult, uh, and it, I, I really don't know how they're gonna get how they're gonna get through this. Um, the OHL don't even plan on starting until the middle of January. And I think the WHL is January seventh, and yeah. that's not a fir- that's not a like a tentative. We're hoping. Ron Robinson has said mm-hmm. we're playing, we're starting that, which means that's after the World Juniors. So your team's just gonna make trades. Like that's ridiculous. Up until and then yeah. it avoids the quarantine period. At that point, January seventeenth, you're past the trade period. Yeah. Right. So y- these GMs have got to be thinking right now. All right. Are we just going to stay status quo and just hope for the best? Or how or... do I improve my team on paper? Yeah. Because that's all I can do. Right. You can't scout any players right now? I mean, sure. I th- I'm pretty th- – I think I, s- I read that the Saskatchewan Junior A League is going to allow WHL players to play in their league until yeah. their season starts yeah. up. Does the OHL do that? Do the same with the you know OJHL and, and CCHL, all the Junior A Leagues in Ontario? I mean, these players have to play somewhere. Stefan LaRue from RDS said that Team Canada's World Junior Camp is going to open November 17th. These OHL and WHL guys are going to have zero games experience. Like, is the whole team going to be made up with Q players? (laughs) Like, these... (laughs) It's... What a mess. Even, what, Dawson Mercer's played six games? Yeah. Before he get Like, if they open up on the 23rd and... Canada's going on the 17th camp. Mm-hmm. Dawson Mercer, there might be other players from that, but he's the he's the most notable name out of Drumville. He's played, what, six games mm-hmm. before going to, like... Shikudami. He's in Shikudami. Dawson Mercer. Oh, yeah, he got traded last yeah. year. I was thinking he was in Drumville. But, like, all these teams... Still, they're at six games because yeah. they can't play because yeah. they're in the yellow, but the teams they're supposed to face mm-hmm. are in the red. But all these all these teams from, the, like, Russia, Russia's playing hockey. Yeah, Sweden's playing hockey. I saw Finland. a video on. I don't know about Finland. I saw a video yesterday. So I don't know if this was just 
if it was an anti-mask uh, mall, mm-hmm. but I saw a video in Sweden where people are eating at buffets. They're walking around buffets and malls everywhere with no masks on. So I don't know if they've got a complete control of this coronavirus in Sweden. I don't. I don't think they ever locked down like we did. Yeah. So I don't know. They must be doing pretty well uh, if if they're you know eating at buffets and no one's wearing masks and stuff yeah. like that. So I mean, you got to think. You know, Canada is going to be a tough spot here. Well, Can- uh, uh, like Connor Bedard, the yeah. exceptional player in the WHL, he's playing over in Sweden. Yeah, so and he's, he's playing against men. And he's friggin' good. Good. <laughs> uh, it, it, I just Canada's in a tough spot. I think. You know, getting down to the end of the, the season, the Q is going to be in a good spot. I, I just feel bad for these OHL teams and WHL teams because, man, you got to make some decisions. And maybe know. we should try and get some some uh, people from out west and see, get a temperature gauge on what they're what they're doing out there. Um, the Q, and I'm putting this in air quotes. The QMJHL team of the week, and by Q team of the week, they mean the Maritimes team of the week uh, was announced. Then we aim Arcadi, Dumas as the forwards. Uh, McCormick got that wildcast bump uh, with Trudeau on defense. And Colton Ellis was the goaltender of record. Um, it's pretty tough to do a Q team of the week when there's only maritime teams playing. But So just getting back to what we were talking about, yep. uh, Darren Drager. Uh, OHL GMs will virtually meet tomorrow, a.k.a. Wednesday. It's expected the league will announce a February 6th start date. So even later. February 4th, season start. Training camps are expected to open January 25th. Eight team playoffs. Eight team playoff also expected to be unveiled. So eight teams make the playoffs. Eight teams make the playoffs. Not per conference. Eight total? Eight total. (laughs) Okay, so when did they... Hold on. February. So that's going to be jamming hockey in one, two, three months because they're going to want to be done by April because they push the memorial cup back right wherever it so may because they pushed it back to june because it's usually that may long weekend they pushed it back a month so how many games can you realistically get in three months with junior hockey 25 20 15 in three months you're going to be playing wednesday friday saturday monday wednesday friday saturday monday yeah holy man if the four teams from each so this is uh at Generals update, so uh, this is Oshawa Generals. If the four teams from each conference thing does happen, I'd assume it would be the top four from each division make the playoffs, and you only play your division and the regular season. That would make the most sense to me. It would keep all the teams from mixing. Man, eight teams make the playoffs. Like, that's... Yeah. What do you have to... <laughs> it comes back to you have to, you have to decide what you're going to do. Because if there was only eight teams making the playoffs, I mean, man, like, <laughs> get off to a good start. You're in good shape. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, lose the first three games in here. That's it's, it. We're it's, out. It's almost like the Blue Jays, right? Like, yeah. the Blue Jays, they had, they had like a 62-game season. 60, I think. Yeah, and they get off to a, not a great start, but they poured it on in the second half, and, you know, they managed to get in there. But, man, whew, that's tough. I wonder how many games, like, that's just, even if they play 40 as a conservative number, we're going 60. The WHL is trying to get 60. They're trying to get a full season in a month before. Like, mm-hmm. you were putting the, and Oshawa's 
They haven't even announced Memorial no, Cup. No, they but haven't. It's either Sioux or Oshawa. Yeah. You know, the when we were on the uh, hockey prospects. Yes. Yeah. When we were on that one, um, he said he thinks it's going to be Sault Ste. Marie. We both think it's going to be Oshawa. I think it's Oshawa. I think it's I Oshawa. Think. So they're guaranteed, so they're going to load up because they're hosting. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if they – they could be one of the teams that loads. Oh, imagine they load up. They miss the playoffs, but they get to host a Memorial Cup, so they just sit back and wait for – man, we got to – that's crazy. We should try and reach out to some – some teams in other provinces to see yep. what uh, what the plan is uh, going into next week, but uh, let's uh, let's bring it back closer to home and uh, get into a tough weekend. Weekly rewind. Well, the Wildcats were able to play some games this weekend, so that was a positive. Um, the negative is they didn't really go all that well. Uh, Friday night they lost four one. Um, I said on the the Instacast postgame show, I'd give them probably 35, 60 minutes. Uh, they looked sluggish in the first five. Um, they found their legs. They were up one nothing, but um, like I said, a penalty cost them late in the oh, – was it late in the first period or early in the first third period? Uh, I don't really remember either way. It was uh, early, five minutes into that third period. Uh, McCormick got that Wildcast bump. He got the power play goal, and – the team just couldn't get out of their own way. They couldn't get out of their zone. Uh, everything kept compounding. Uh, I said last year, or I said on the show, like last year this team would play 35 minutes, come out with a win. This year they played 35 minutes and five five minutes they couldn't. Uh, it just kept coming, and you could just see them the air getting sucked out out of the team. Uh, so Adam McCormick was never allowed back on this show. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, but you're right. As soon as he scored, ice tilted. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> couldn't get out of their own zone. Uh, the Their young def- – like, Moncton's young defense got exploited uh, big time. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't <laughs> – you know, they had a hard time getting it out of their own zone. A simple play off it, it the was, wall. It was just uh, absolute dumpster fire in their own end. Uh, and it just – I mean, you had that goal. I think it was LaBelle that tipped it in uh, with a few minutes left and kind of. Did he tip it in or was he? Was it his shot from the point? That was a spent shot from the point. Oh, okay. And LaBelle tipped it. I thought he shot. I thought his was a seeing eye single. I didn't realize he tipped it. Yeah. So, you, you know, you, you got a little bit of a, a motiv- little momentum back, but you know, then you pull the goalie and it's an empty netter. And it just. You know what? Like the team is still. I said at the start of the season, they're going to lose a lot of one, two goal games. But as long as they're competing, I have no reason to be, uh, you know, frustrated as as yeah. as a fan because this is what you expect when it's re- when it's year one of a of a rebuild. I mean, there's going to be some tough times, and there's clearly some tough times. They still haven't won a game on home ice. Uh, the end that we sit in. Yeah, one one twenty. We finally got to see a goal. Yeah. Uh Gabrielle Bernier. Uh so I was I was relieved. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had literally said that to me like four minutes before you're like, This is the third home game. Have we seen a goal in this end? And I'm like, Nope. Nope. nope we sure, we haven't. sure haven't. <laughs> um But it, it like they came to work, but it just like it wasn't it was just a lull of 
10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And they McCormick on the power play. Hawkins uh, got one. Logan Chisholm, uh, he made it. And they, they mounted the rally, but it's just... We go back to it all the time. We don't have the players we had last year. They get a they get the chance. You know, I think it was less than a minute left. They called the timeout. They got the draw. Everything you want. Pull the goalie. Lose the draw. It rings around. Chisholm chips it by, and it's it's four two for yep. Bathurst, and yep. that that just sends everyone home. Not too happy. Uh, wearing masks for the whole game kind of sucked. Saw a lot of people chewing popcorn. Uh, very slowly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people, but I mean. It is what it is, but um, and then Saturday they went across the bridge, and the result wasn't all that much better. Now I didn't see the game, um, but I I went out for some some dinner and listened to the radio broadcast by our good friend Tim G. Roselle, and here's what I learned from the game: Lucas Cormier may want to cover that guy when you're on the penalty kill, um. Stop taking penalties. Two penalties, two goals, and I and I don't know from you because you watched it, but that that to me is the story. They couldn't two power plays, two goals. Fifty one may want to cover that guy. This the special teams is man. abysmal. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's <laughs> uh the power play is is dreadful. The penalty kill is is could be right up there too. So the uh, so just some numbers. The power play is 18th in the league. Yep, last. There's, there's 18 teams. Uh, five of 13 for 7.7 percent. Yeah. So their and their big thing right now is they're parking Jacob Stewart in front of the net, which is fine. That's fine. But, but you're you shooting shoot. the puck into the <laughs> defender's shin pads. Yeah. Look, if they're uh, like you said, like you tweeted or texted me, if they got points for putting the puck into the crest. We'd be unbelievable. You're shooting the puck into the goalie's chest. You're shooting pucks into the defender's shin pads. <laughs> shooting it into Jake's chest. <laughs> like, you're just not getting the quality shots on that. I haven't even looked at what the dangerous shot count was, but it has to be pretty damn low. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it, it's, look, look, they're young. I know they're young. Uh, we can't be mad. I, I just, I, I'd love to see a home ice win. I love to see if they still have that song that they played last year. Um, September. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't know what they're. We don't even know what they're doing for. <laughs> uh, they're not coming out for the three stars. They're not coming uh, out for the three stars. They're, they're not, not coming, coming out, out for, of the cats. Yeah, which is fine. Like it's skeleton crew. You don't. But come on, how do you mess up them coming out of the tunnel? <laughs> like you should have this down to a science. You play the wild minute with seven minutes left. You play the five minute intro with six minutes left. That gives you a minute to announce it. DLC was already in his crease. They were all out on the ice, and then it was here. Like, come on. Yep. Um, a penalty kill is 14th in the league, uh, 5 of 14 for 71.4%. That's all right. I mean, the weekend, that's not great, but it's not the worst, I guess. That's positive. Uh, the weekend, they were 0 for 6 on the power play from both games, and on the penalty kill, the teams were 3 for 6, so 50% clip. Mm-hmm. Young team, you're not going to win if you can't win at least some of the special teams battle. It's just such. Uh, there's there's so many things that I could say right now, uh, but I'm not going to, uh, because I'm a nice guy. Uh, but there's uh, there's some work to do, uh, and I'm just hoping that you know, uh, they played Friday, they played Saturday. I'm assuming they gave the team, 
you know, Sunday off. Two losses, no days off. No, I'm assuming they get Sunday, Monday off. Just I hope I, I seriously hope they're you know sitting down there and coming up with a new plan for how to play. You're passing the puck into players' skates. Uh, the passes aren't even crisp. Uh, this is just it's this is what I would expect if it was you know day three of training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're you know you're you're past training camp. You're you know, f- five, six games into the season, seven games into the season. This should be figured out by now. Uh, there's there's no excuse to be shooting into a player's shin pads. And that, uh, that's going to happen every now and again. Yeah. Guys get into lanes, but not as much as. You've got the you've got your heart and soul guy in the stands as a healthy scratch. Uh, someone that can, uh, hey, maybe he's injured. I don't know, but I'm assuming he's a healthy scratch. Someone like you have Jacob Hudson sitting in the stands. That would be compared to having Jacob Pelche sitting in the stands last season. Like it's he's he's that leader that you need. Five games. Okay, they played five five games. I, I, they they really have to solve this twenty year old situation because having Jacob Hudson in the stands is unacceptable in my opinion. Uh, he should be out there every night. I don't know what you. I, I don't know what you have to do. Uh, <laughs> it, they got to. They have to solve it somehow. They can't have him in the stands every night. Uh, well, what you have to do is you have to. You either have to move Forche or DeYoung. I'm ready. For, I'm ready to sit Forche because I don't think he gives a shit right now. Like, that's the way he's playing. Is he doesn't give a shit. He's ready to say, "I'm a pro player." I got two months left in this league, yeah. and then I'm gone. Yeah, that's 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 how I feel. He's playing. He's not the Gabriel Forche that I've come to watch for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know what's what's in his head right now. It, uh, maybe he just wants to go play pro and make Plan some money not to get hurt. Yes, yeah. I mean he's made some splash plays, but he's, you know, he's there's, used there's his times speed. he should take over the yeah. ice. How, he's he should be the best player on the ice every night. Yep. Uh, or not, maybe not the best, but one of the best players on the ice. He should every be the night. best Wildcat on the ice yeah, every night. Exactly. Bar none. Yeah. Bar none. And he's not. And no. that's that's concerning. And that's why I think go sit in the stands, clear your head, and when you're ready to play again, come out and play. That gives you Jacob Hudson in the lineup. Yeah. And that's what the team needs right now. They need Jacob Hudson they in the need lineup. That energy shot. Yeah. And. In the preseason, we saw a different Jacob Hudson. This was a player who was just he his game was next level in terms of like J- hockey. I had never seen him play before. Right. Uh, I said he wanted it, it. Yeah, I said it when during that preseason game where he had his long hair coming of his helmet and he was wearing number eight. He reminded me of of Connor Garland just because some of the plays he was making and. But you're sitting in the stance. Like he sh- he should be on the ice every night. That's not every night, but every game. Yeah. And that's that's he's the energy guy. Yeah. And that's what this team needs. And you know like how can you sit your captain? One of. <laughs> but still, yeah. How can you sit your heart and soul? I mean, he's standing up there 
with Brent DeBorn, mm-hmm. who shout out to him, finally got his chair and was yes. able to stand for the anthem. Yes. And this kid is not up in the press box. He's not with his friends. He's standing right beside Brent. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's just a guy that I hundred percent agree should be in your lineup. Um, I mean, this team, I can see why they want to keep Forchi on the ice because he, of the two players, he's the more offensive gifted based on his Q career. And this team scored nine goals, giving up 16. Part of that is stop taking, when you're a team that can't score and you're young, you have to not take penalties Mm -hmm. because they're, it's killing this team. Um, but maybe this is the weekend that Forche sits for a couple Hudson draws in because they need some sort of juice, some sort of something. And especially against Halifax, who, you know, we'll get into a, a preview uh, the two games this weekend. It's Halifax who's coming off a 10-2 drubbing of the Eagles. Um, and the, those two those two players that we used to know were pretty uh, pretty good. In fact, Denway had four points or five points or something like that. Um, you know, this is the only team Moncton's beat, so they're going to remember that. they got to go to Halifax. This team needs something. Got to do something. I mean, if they come out with the same effort Thursday night in Halifax, I'll be happy uh, because I think they have a chance to to win. Yep. But the same effort as they played last yeah. time in Halifax or the the game in the game in Halifax. Right. Okay. If they play like that, they got a chance to win. Yeah. Uh, Halifax will have Alexi Gravel net most likely. That's it. That hey, look at you with your professional, professional transition. transition. <laughs> that was going to be my. Uh, you know they're getting yeah, the the Mooseheads are getting healthy. Barron's back. Why not's back. McLaren was playing, but Gravel was practicing on Monday, so he's likely going to be in the net, right? I don't, I don't know why, why you wouldn't. Yeah. I don't see why not. And now you got Cole McLaren that's going to be sitting in the stands. Like, yeah. Here we go. And like, with limited trade partners yeah, to move them. Exactly. Right? So it's, it's it's not uh, it's it's not ideal. You know, we're not the only ones going through this right now. You look at a team like Schwinnigan. I don't think they have a Schwinnigan doesn't even have a single twenty year old on their roster. Like they had, um, they had that Russian, and he was released because they didn't agree on the team, whatever, going forward. And then uh, I think Leon Denny said, "See ya." And their twenty-year-old defenseman they picked up from the OHL is injured. Hey, maybe he's he's ready to go now because yeah. of of how long they've been off. But look, you want to make it? You want to trade a player to a to a team in Quebec and have him quarantine for two weeks? There's your there's your trading partner. Like. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think they need a goaltender. No, but I mean, like in general. Oh yeah, big, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, they don't need a goaltender. But oh, like one of our twenty-year-olds. Yeah. That isn't Hudson and isn't Dakota Line Cornish. Yeah. Yeah. One of those other two. Yeah. All right, gotcha. I I know where you're at there. I got gotcha. you. So I mean, yeah, it will suck to have them quarantined for two weeks and then you're literally sending sending them to a red zone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, have fun. Yeah. See ya. Uh, I don't think that would be uh, very nice. No. But, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're uh, Halifax has scored thirty-three goals. They've well, given yeah, up thirty-three. Yeah, but they scored. I mean, scoring ten helps. Yeah, scoring ten helps. But I didn't realize they scored thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Only Bathurst has scored more at thirty-six. Uh, which Ridicul- means ridiculous. Know, that's the ridiculous. team who we're playing Saturday night. Who Friday? No, it's a rare Thursday night game in Halifax, and then it's a Halloween Eve game. Um, up in Bathurst. I mean, is there anything you want to get into in the Bathurst game? I mean, we're kind of didn't take long for us to get tired of seeing them. 
<laughs> I'm already tired of seeing them. It's yeah, the, hot, the hottest team in the country right now. <laughs> the hottest team in the country. Yeah, where's the top 10 when they're the number one team? Oh, man, I don't know. Huh? Jeez. CHL? C- Give Bathurst some due. What do you get? I, I would, yeah, CHL come up, with a, come up with a top 10 and still have an OHL or WHL team <laughs> in, the, in the top six there. I would laugh. London, That's, Oshawa. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, number one, London. Number two, <laughs> Oshawa. Three, Bathurst. Four, yeah. Some team in the ed- for the Edmonton. Or the, yeah. Edmonton, yeah, not there. <laughs> five Valdor. Like, yeah, that's that's how stupid the <laughs> CHL top ten list is, and it wouldn't surprise me if that if that actually happened. Um, yeah, yeah, I gotta gotta figure it out. So, I asked you last week. We didn't see Sheehan. You said you don't like. Are we gonna see him play? Or are we just waiting for Usnik to get here and? Like they gotta get them at least a game. Like I mean, they're playing basically a university schedule where they're only playing weekends, so you can you can afford to play DLC every second night. Um, and he's I'll get in you know a little bit of foreshadowing on why he's playing every second night, but they gotta play him at least one, right? But against who? <laughs> Halifax is gonna be angry, and they're scoring. I mean, they just proved it against the uh, young sixteen in, in Ruchia. They lit him up for eight. You really want Shan in there for eight? Probably not. Uh, Bathurst is lights out. They've proved that. Is that one? I mean, you got to get him into a game, but where? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see him play. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're playing for wins right now, and they're not getting the wins. So I think you got to go. You have to play. You have to keep playing on Cornish. As much as it as it's gonna suck for for Sheehan, but I mean, if he wants to play in this league, he's he's got to be that support. You know, yeah. if he he's he had to know, like you're coming in as a 17 year old goaltender. I mean, technically he's still 16 because he doesn't turn 17 until November. But you're you're with a 20 year old goaltender that's you know established in the league. You're not gonna get much. You're not gonna get no. much playing time. But I mean, you look at Ruchia and, and Kate Breton, He's He's been getting the ice time, but he's also a first round pick. So I mean you gotta you gotta play a sixteen year old goalie as a first round pick. What was she in an eighth? Fourth. Was he a fourth or was I he think so a fourth, yeah. They I mean, I think they took him a little early, but still, that's my opinion. Uh maybe they knew other teams were interested in him, so they had to get him a lot sooner than they uh we're expecting, but I think he was a yeah, fourth. He, oh, yeah, yeah. He was drafted in Quebec when we were there, and yeah. you were like, oh, I had him pegged in. Yeah. So sixth I, round. Sixth round. Was it sixth? Okay. Sixth round, yeah. Maybe I'm, yeah. Still, I if it's not these two teams, which, I mean, they're playing for wins, then the rescheduled game they've got November 4th against St. John, the 6th against St. John, the 7th against Charlottetown. That's three and four nights. There's your opportunity to get him in. And hopefully Usnek is here and starting to quarantine and, you know, we go from there. Because you, you have to see what this kid can do in a, in a game. Well, yeah. Because if he if he's if he goes in there and, you know, hopefully he doesn't. But if he goes in there and gets lit up for 10, uh, then you know where you stand with him. If he goes in there and, you know, plays Ar- Chad Arsenal level and lets in two and stands on his head, then you know, well, maybe you got something, right? He's he's got to get one. And that's the thing. You you have to play. You have to play him just because he didn't have a great preseason, and I think he knows that. And I think he wants to prove himself. Um, 
So maybe you do throw him in there and 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 see what he's capable of doing. Because, like you said, he has to play. Like yeah. he, it's to to have a to keep him on your in your lineup and just not get any playing time is just that's not it's not how you treat a player. No, uh, not how you treat a goaltender. So uh, I don't know. Maybe give him give him one of the St. John games. See how he does. That's that's my guess. Yeah, I would. Uh, if it was my call, it never is. Um, I'd give him the one on November sixth to give give DLC the one on Wednesday, and then he plays Friday, and then DLC play gets a night off, plays on Saturday against Charlottetown, gets rested up because, I mean, DLC's probably loving this playing every every other week, but um, it it's it'll be interesting. They got to get some things fixed, power play, penalty kill. Which is more important for you to to get fixed? Power play or the penalty kill? Because for me, it's the penalty kill. You're a young team. We saw it on Friday. That power play goal goes in. It deflates the team. And they come back Sunday or Saturday, two for three. Um, that thing's on a, with a team that can't score. Once they give up those penalty kill goals, that just gives all the momentum to the other team. So for me, as much as I'd like to see the power play get a little bit better, the PK's got to get so much better i i agree i agree uh i think you know the power the power play will uh something that comes with time it's but i think a penalty kill is it's not it's not hard to fix a penalty kill right like literally i could i could do penalty kill like that's like (laughs) you're it's not Look, I can't really explain it very hard, very, very good because I'm not a coach here. But to me, there's just there's the basics aren't being done right now. Yeah. Um, and the basics are, you know, be stronger down low. Uh, you're you're letting them. You're basically you've got your your first unit out there for a minute and a half, which at that point they're going to be dog tired. Yep. Uh, that's, that's the first thing you have to have every, get the puck out as soon as you, you know, every opportunity you have to try to get the puck out. You're, you're seeing plays where they're just taking the easy, the easy way out and, you know, trying to flip it off the glass and it's being caught by the defenseman and, and just <laughs> right back in, uh, <laughs> right <laughs> back, back in defend, right, right back in defend mode. So it's the power, the power play. I think they just need to get the right players out there. I was I was drawing up line combinations in my head the other night, and I thought, like I'm fully prepared to promote Alexi Daniel to the first line. Like that's how I think that's how well I think he's playing. Mm-hmm. I think if you play him with Loshing and Hudson, give it a shot, right? Uh, at this point, who really gives a crap who's on who's out there with each other? Just throw Find things together, right? Throw yeah. things together. Yeah. You want to coach on the fly, coach on the fly. That's your job. Figure figure it out. Figure three guys who can play with each other. Wow. Okay. <laughs> on the ice. On the ice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And put it to work. Yeah. Um, the penalty kill, There's it's four specific players. Uh, I've noticed with the penalty kill last year, it was the top guys killing penalties. Like it was the Pelches, it was the McKenna's, it was the mm. top guys. Because if something happened, they could flip that, maybe get a shorty goal. This year, the first PK line is Langwan, Jake Stewart. Right. Nothing against 
them and and but that's what I wanted to see last year is that should be your power play or your penalty kill is your third liners. But now in rebuild, Richard and LaBelle. Yeah. Or, you know, uh LeBlanc and Stammer. Mm-hmm. Loshing and Bernier. Like you can't just keep putting Langlois and Stewart out on the ice. Like yeah. they're there's there's certain players on this team who can kill penalties. Yeah. Right? Uh I think Langlaw is a great penalty killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think LaBelle would be a great penalty killer. Yep. I think Stammer would be one. Yep. Uh, I'd even say Jake Stewart. I mean, as much as I and that's usually don't Langlois, like, yeah. I don't like saying his name, yeah. but I just, he's, he's, he's a two way guy, right? Yeah. There's only certain players you can to on this team. Who's going to be, who, who would be effective penalty killers. Uh, and Jacob Hudson's another one, but Oh no, I'm sorry. He's sitting in the stands. Uh, but man, yeah. there's a, there's, I know they, they've got the right players out there, but I think, I just think they're, they're, they're so inexperienced in the roles that it's affecting the way that, that the results, uh, but it's, and it's, so it's going to come with time, maybe by Christmas time, this team is, you know, f- not, not 50% in, in, in power and penalty kill. That'd be actually pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> But you know, eighty percent, eighty. Not, I wouldn't from, see seventy, seventy-five. Yeah, uh, that's that's where I'd like to see it. There's just some, there's work to do, uh, and they just have to get the right players out there, right. and that's it. All right, yeah, you you nailed it, and now it's uh, now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Eric Murray Realty, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. I know I watched it. I know you watched it. Uh, this was my. Uh, Saturday night uh, entertainment. I got to give a stick tap to the Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bribe to American <laughs> regime to make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Uh, this movie, uh, for those who have not watched it yet. What are you uh, doing with your life? What? Yeah. Came out on Amazon Prime uh, October 23rd, last Friday. Did miss a beat. No. Uh, absolutely nailed it. Uh, so many spots that, you know, you just, you almost like facepalm because you can't believe it actually happened. Uh, probably an underrated scene was when they threw in the Trudeau blackface picture. <laughs> uh, that was completely unexpected and I lost my mind. Which they did warn you about when they, and up in the top, it was like language for nudity, this, that, potential blackface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still didn't see it coming though. No, um, that was such a underrated, just because we can relate to it, uh, <laughs> yeah. as as Canadians. Um, but yeah, if you haven't watched this, get get out there and uh, uh, get yourself Amazon Prime. If you, if you need my login information, <laughs> just don't buy anything. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll give it, it to you. Just whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that scene with Rudy Giuliani uh, oh. is just, uh, I, I just can't believe it. Uh, he's get, he's took us so much heat for it. And there was another great scene that I don't know why they didn't, it didn't make the movie uh, where Borat's daughter um, met up with a OAN news reporter. So OAN is the news network that Donald Trump kind of came out with. It's very... Uh, it's it's more pro Donald Trump than than Fox News, really. Yeah. So she sits down with an OAN reporter to the point where her 
the daughter is actually invited inside the White House and she's in a Donald Trump press conference and Lily is within meters of him. Uh, and I don't know how that didn't make the cut. Maybe it was filmed after, but man, like that would have been such a great, uh, a great part of the movie, but yeah, I just got to go out and watch this movie. Not as not in terms of, of comic relief, not as good as the first one. Uh, cause he, the first one was just so out there. Nobody uh, knew what was outlandish. happening. It was way too good. Yeah. This one to me was kind of almost inspirational in a bit, but also very funny. Uh, so go out and check it out. Uh, I, you, you will not regret it. And it's free too. That's and it's the, free. Like that's the worry I had is I was going to pay the money for Amazon Prime, go to watch this movie. It's going to be like, would you like to rent it for six ninety nine? Because if you want to watch Borat in two thousand four, you got to rent it for six ninety nine. If you want to watch Back to the Future in nineteen eighty seven, you've got to rent it for six ninety nine. Like, yeah. but no, it was it was there was one scene that uh, I thought was uh, was in the preview, but it didn't make the cut. But it's not uh, show appropriate to talk about it so all right the stick tap of the week sponsored by eric murray real estate with the remax avante team if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater moncton or surrounding area make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802 all right you're laughing at scenes from the movie i'm just i'm laughing at the <laughs> some of the quotes like <laughs> I feel bad because I was the one that put the baby in her. <laughs> I was just trying to give my daughter pleasure. And next thing I know, there was a baby in her. Like, that's, Again, you've got to watch the previews and or the show with context. Uh, you've got to know what it is. I don't know if like got to watch it to understand what we're talking about. So just, just go out and watch it. Uh, all right. Well, even though the games didn't go our way, uh, the reason the team is in games most of this season is the guy with the big stick. Uh, the Wildcast Wildcat of the Week is none other than hashtag run DLC, Dakota Lund Cornish. Uh, Friday night, 27 saves on 30 shots. Uh, there was an empty netter. Uh, followed by a 30 save, save, 30 save performance on 33 shots. Look, many of them are quality, um, which you can see on the QMJHL saves of the week. Uh, he's keeping this team in games. Um, he was rewarded with a second star on Friday, a third star on Saturday. Um there's not much more you can say. This is exactly what you expect from your 20-year-old goaltender. He's given this t- team a chance to win night in and night out. Um, unfortunately, just the offense isn't there, but eventually it will come. So your Wildcast cat of the week is Dakota Lund Cornish. Well, that'll do it for us um, this week. Guys, everyone drive safe on Saturday. The little ones are going to be out. They're going to be trick-or-treating. Uh, there may not be as many as, as previous years, but... They're going to be out, including Boucher's little one. Um, this year's been terrible, so let's not add to it. Uh, just be safe. To all the kids, have a wonderful Halloween. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk Wildcats. As, eh, hopefully they're going to have more treats than tricks as they take on the Moose and the Titan. Uh, to all our American supporters, please vote. Uh, your election is next Tuesday, so who knows? Maybe we'll have a recording slash election coverage uh podcast but we try to keep politics out of this and finally i want to send my thoughts and prayers to all the friends and families of joey moss uh who passed away monday night at the age of 57 uh for being for myself being a longtime oilers fan there was nobody that had more passion for the canadian anthem than him um i'll never forget the 06 06 cup run you can just see him just belting that thing out as loud as possible 
Um, he's very much going to be missed not only in the Oilers and the Edmonton football team locker room. Uh, he's also a legend in that city. Um, I mean, even fans of Calgary can't hate that guy. So uh, he's going to be very much missed. So my thoughts and prayers are, are out to his family and, and friends. That'll do it for us. Enjoy the games. Thanks for all your support. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast. 